the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Then he took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all the things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. If given the option, I think we might choose for ourselves an endless epiphany tide. The celebration of Christ's birth would give way to his perpetually walking around to heal our every sickness, drive out our every demon, and occasionally astonish us by turning water into wine. We could probably keep ourselves convinced that these miracles were not signs pointing to something far beyond themselves that Jesus' mission from the Father really was to walk around with us and solve all of our problems. That would be comfortable, but it would not be true. The truth is that the moment we are tempted to think that God with us means God on our terms is the very moment that Jesus chooses to remind us that God with us God is with us so that we may leave all and follow him where he is going. In today's gospel, the Lord calls the twelve to behold the things which must soon take place, that he must suffer, that he must die, and that he must rise again. Jesus can see straight to the end of the journey ahead and every step along the way. He sees all that his Father has given him to see in perfect clarity. He sees all that the Father gave through the Spirit to the prophets of old to say concerning himself and his mission. And his will is ever to walk in perfect step with the will of his Father. But even though the disciples, hearing these words, can actually hear the sound coming out of his mouth, St. Luke tells us that they did not understand, that the saying was hidden from them, and that they did not know these things. St. Mark, in his own telling of this moment, adds importantly, and they were afraid to ask him. Even as Jesus shows them what must soon take place, what he can see so clearly is not given to them to see, but is hidden. To behold, as Jesus commands them to behold, is a gift that had not yet been given. This gift-like quality of beholding is underscored in the sign that follows in the gospel lesson. As a blind man calls out to Christ to receive his vision. Everyone there knows what he wants. Everyone there knows that this man is blind. Jesus himself can see the man's affliction, but he still takes the time to ask him, what do you want me to do for you? The answer is very important. Not that he may get back something that he has lost, but rather simply that he may receive his sight. To receive is the language of a gift, not of a demand for rights, not of an expectation that Jesus would enter into the plan the man has for his own life, but rather that he may receive something that he himself cannot provide.
for himself. It is the posture of humility and of need, and it is a gift that Jesus is pleased to give him. St. Paul elaborates on this gift of sight further in the epistle from 1 Corinthians 13, which itself comes in the middle of a three-chapter discussion on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. At the heart of it in our lesson this morning, St. Paul reveals that the love of God, what the collect this morning calls that most excellent gift of charity, is a gift that makes meaningful and that makes alive every gift given to the church. Love is the reason that God gives gifts to his people in the first place. And love is the purpose, the true end for which every gift we have received has been given to us. The posture of the mature Christian is to be ever receiving that meaning-bestowing and life-bestowing love and imparting it in turn in imitation of the God who gave it to us. To be without that love, says St. Paul, renders all gestures of devotion, all acts of religion, and all marks of personal attainment to be meaningless and dead. And ultimately, it is this love of God that perfects our vision to see God himself as the giver. Love, in the end, enables us to receive our sight as a gift, just as the blind man received his and saw the face of Jesus. As St. Paul says, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am known. The Holy Spirit's gift of love imparts the ability to behold as the Lord calls us in the gospel lesson. And to behold is to see as the Lord himself sees, not in a disconnected constellation of signs and miracles and teachings, but by the pattern that unites them all, that shows us the path on which we must follow Christ unto death and then into glory. Love shows us the way to the resurrection and life, and love moves us only and ever in that direction, and no other. We cannot take a single step toward the Lord's resurrection unless we first receive that gift of love. But that gift of love will not lead us to the resurrection by any path other than that which makes us to behold that most excellent gift of love that we receive in the severe mercy of the cross on Good Friday. So here we are, poised on the brink of the Lenten season. And it is here that our Lord asks us in the words of the gospel, what do you want me to do for you? What is our answer? What should be our answer? Shall we ask him to patch together a workable situation for us, that he might stay among us and teach us to do a few things, but just so long as he doesn't challenge us too much? Shall we ask to grow, but just so long as it isn't too disruptive or embarrassing for us? Or shall we ask for that most excellent gift of love, 
that will enable us to see what must become our share of his cross in Lent. That very same thing that will become our share of the resurrection in Easter. What if instead of asking for a Lent that makes us a bit thinner, a bit more service-oriented, a bit more pious-looking, what if instead I looked to Christ who asks me, in the blindness of my heart that does not love nearly enough what it is I really want. What else should I do but to cry out as the blind man that I am and say, Lord, I want to see you, not as I know you, but as you know yourself to be. Give me the gift of seeing you. We should know that if we ask him this, he'll say yes. But in that yes will be a call to love. In the end, a good Lent is measured by our growth in that love that allows us to see God. And if we dare to pray in this way, we'll be called to receive his love more vulnerably than we can imagine, as dead people whose very next breath depends on him. We'll be called to love our brethren in this room more ardently than ever before, practicing hospitality in such a way that the onlooking world can only account for it by seeing the figure of Christ in our midst, and as the litany says, be drawn into his holy fellowship and service. And we'll be called to love even our enemies more sacrificially than we think endurable because this is what Christ does for us at the crescendo of his own crucifixion. Whatever holds us back from the love for God and neighbor, this is what we must give up during Lent. Whatever persons to love, the Lord has given us, and we mustn't overcomplicate this. Whomever that person is, that hearing these words, we know he is put right in front of us. Loving them is the good work we are called to in Lent. To be converted again and again in love means to stay close to Jesus as he goes up in love to die and then to rise again. It means to let go of any other plans we might have had for him in our lives. It means to carry the cross with him in our own callings to love. This is the way that we keep a fast that pleases God. In three days, it will be Lent. What will you ask the Lord to do for you? What shall we ask for? Such that when the Lord bestows at the end of these 40 days that gift of Easter, we shall not be ashamed for having asked so little of the one who loves and wills to give us so much. For if we are not afraid to ask him, if we are bold to cry out with an honest heart, he is the one who will say to all who ask of him, receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And then, face to face, we will see God. Behold, we go up to Jerusalem.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.